Checkup Podcast. My name is John. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ that struggles with drugs, alcohol, pride, and control. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the CR Checkup Podcast. I am so excited to have each and every one of you here with us today. My hope is that I got a chance to see you either on Monday night at our Goodyear campus or on Wednesday night at our Buckeye campus. But regardless of whether or not you come to our meetings or you simply missed, or maybe you live in a different state or a different country, hey, we are so happy that you are joining in. We love you so much, and we hope that you can join in on the conversation that we started in person at both of our meetings, in this case, over the last several weeks. I uh, just want to start off here by saying, guys, I am so sorry for my absence over the past uh, month. Uh, things have been kind of crazy, no excuses, um, but definitely trying to get in here, get back on track with our, our checkup podcast. You know, as we always mention, the hope for this podcast is that we have an opportunity to continue the conversations that we start at our meetings. And this is a great opportunity to do that, uh, to just keep that conversation going and to engage with you listeners just about the different principles and concepts of uh, recovery and especially at Celebrate Recovery. And so um, if you've been looking out for a new episode, you haven't been finding it, I I apologize. Um, The intention definitely is to be able to get back on track um, as we are starting out our new year. So just uh, at the beginning of this month, um, we started over or started again um, our 12 a step journey that lasts throughout the whole year. And so we started right at the top again, as we always do with step number one. And step number one, of course, says that we admitted that we are powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors and that our lives had become unmanageable. And so I want to chat a little bit um, longer here today in hopes to maybe make up for a little bit of what we've lost over the past couple of weeks. So um, for better or worse, for whatever that means, um, I hope that we can have a little bit more of an extensive conversation here today. And the couple of things that I just want to talk about as it pertains to step one um, is denial and powerlessness. And so um, just right up at, just to begin the conversation, um, when we're talking about step one, um, what we're, we're really talking about is stepping out of denial. And, you know, we talk about this all of the time and this kind of concept that seems to be widely understood by our society. Everybody seems to know and understand that in order to work through an issue or, or a struggle or hurt habit and hang up, we have to admit that there is an issue, right? And that is uh, stepping out of denial. When we admit that there is a problem inside of our lives, when we admit that there is a hurt inside of our lives, instead of denying the actions that we're doing or denying the pain that we're feeling, we're accepting it for what it is in order to hopefully work through whatever that is. And so um, that is kind of the, the function of stepping out of denial. Um, and I want to talk a little bit more about denial and what that looks like. But um, I, I just like to always talk about whenever we're, we're, we're stepping out of denial, what I believe is equally important, which is stepping into God's grace. And so I like to talk about this in the way that um, it's important for us to admit that there's a problem, but it's equally important for us to admit that there is a solution. 
And of course, at Celebrate Recovery, we believe that that solution is God's grace, and that is a topic for another day. God's grace certainly um, has many facets to it, and it is a, a giant topic that we could talk about for a really long time, and I hope that we can at some point. But um, the point here is that understanding that there is a solution to our hurts, habits, and hangups, and the reason why I believe that that is so important is because... Um, it, it allows us to not just step out of um, our denial and into some abyss of not knowing what to do. I know now or I have admitted now that there is a struggle with my hurt habit or hang up, but I don't know what to do with it. I feel worse than ever. I'm struggling more than ever now that I'm coming to terms with whatever this thing is. And that's why I think it's really important for us to, as we step out of denial, step into God's grace, admitting that there's a solution and acknowledging, um, in our case at Celebrate Recovery, that that solution is God's grace. Now, I completely understand and know and want to you know, validate the people, who, you out there, the listeners who may be in a situation that you may not have a relationship with God. And and I, I just want to say that I, I, I believe that you can still take this this step in a, in the healthy, um, you know, uh, intended way, even if you don't have a relationship with God yet, because um, we are going to discover what that looks like over the coming steps. Um, it's just that at Celebrate Recovery, we believe that our one and only true higher power is Jesus Christ. And so we we definitely say openly and freely that we believe that the solution to all of our hurts, habits, and hangups are, is God's grace. And but if you're not at that place yet, that's absolutely okay. Just understand and accept the fact that there is a solution to whatever it is that you are struggling with. And I hope that um, that that understanding that we have or that belief that we have in God's grace uh, to be sufficient for our hurts, habits, and hangups doesn't get you too caught up right here at the beginning. I would love to be able to continue the conversation and explain that further um, without maybe some of your experiences, if you're in that situation, uh, deterring you from taking this first step. So I just want to say that as a little bit of a caveat here on the front end, um, but I want to dig into a little bit more about denial. And really, the effects of denial is what we talk about in our group in order for us to understand that this is something that we need to do. Because I think maybe when we talk about denial and we say we need to step out of denial to, and and we might think, okay, I, I, I hear you, I, I, I maybe that is something, but why should I, right? Why is this something that I, I, I need to do inside of my life? Maybe I know that I'm in denial and I'm comfortable in denial and uh, denial is a part of a, a safety mechanism that maybe we've developed and, and, and denying our hurts, habits, habits and hangups up until this point has maybe uh, helped us to cope with it. And, and, and that is the true reality of, of the effects of denial in that sense that it, it gives this false sense of of security for um, a amount of time. You know, for some of us, it might be shorter. For some of us, it may be longer. And that's often why it's really difficult for us to step out of it. Um, at the top of this as well, 
Um, I just want to say that denial by nature is generally something that we are unaware of. It's something that is uh, maybe happening subconsciously, that maybe um, it's it's some of our inherited beliefs, our inherited practices that have led to our hurts, habits, and hang-ups um, that now we have a blind spot towards, okay? And so um, as we are addressing denial and we're looking for denial inside of our lives, it's important to understand that generally these are going to be things that are kind of hiding under the surface that aren't trying to be seen, that are maybe in those spaces inside of our lives that potentially we feel confident about, or maybe we feel very convicted about, or maybe we have strong opinions about. Um, Those are all good hiding places for uh, a denial in one of our hurts, habits, and hangups. And so um, all of that to be said, again, coming back to some of these effects of denial that we experience, um, that we should relate to denial in order to find that confidence to say that this is something that I need to tackle, that it is not healthy, it is not appropriate for me to uh, live in this denial because of the effects in which it is is causing on si- inside of my life. And really, I think what I want to spend most of my time talking about um, as it pertains to the effects of denial, um, because there's several things that we could talk about, I want to talk about kind of what we, what we uh, mentioned in our first letter of the acrostic, which is disables our feelings. Um, whenever I am experiencing um, some of uh, my God-given emotions as it is pertaining to one of my hurts, habits, and hang-ups, and I am denying that it is um, in actuality how I am really feeling, I am over time chipping away at that natural response that I have towards people, places, and things, or towards my hurts, habits, and hang-ups. If I am uh, experiencing some type of emotional trauma or emotional abuse, or I'm experiencing something that is related to that, and each time I'm experiencing uh, this abuse, this person says this thing to me or this person does this thing to me, and each time it happens, I try to deny the reality of the situation, what's happening over time is that my emotions are being disabled. They are not operating appropriately any longer because my brain is stepping in trying to fill in the gaps and help me to have that that shorter process inside of my mind to know how to react to the situations that I'm in. And so when I I experience this situation, whatever it may be, it doesn't necessarily have to be, um, you know, traumatic or it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, abusive, right? It's just whenever I experience an emotion, a natural emotion that pops up whenever I have any type of experience and I try to either uh, disregard it, I try to uh, cover it up, I try to stuff it or try to tell myself that I feel differently than how I actually feel, my mind is going at work trying to uh, compute, right? It's trying to understand, okay, this experience is producing a natural response that the person that is, is using this brain is claiming isn't the correct response. And so our brains, as intelligent as they are, are trying to go to work to fix 
the mistake that it's not really a mistake, but what we're claiming to be a mistake. And over time, these emotions become disabled, that they aren't working properly. They're not functioning properly because we have created this pathway inside of our brains to tell ourselves that whenever this happens, this is the response that we should have, not the natural response that we've had in the past. And this happens so oftentimes with those of us who struggle with drugs and alcohol, um, especially for me, as I started into the program, I was so unfamiliar with most of my emotions um, because it was a blanketed um, one emotion that was pretty much neutral towards everything in life. I was so afraid of experiencing my natural emotions that I, I used drugs and alcohol to have a neutral emotion, a neutral response to every part of my life. And over time, time, um, what happened was my, my emotions were disabled by this, and, and most experiences that I had um, only triggered a neutral response to those events. I was, I was unable to feel happy. I was unable to feel sad. I was, um, in many cases, unable to feel angry, which is a healthy, normal, natural response to some things. Um, not in every case, but it's certainly in some cases. And so, this is, I think, probably one of the biggest parts of uh, denial, one of the uh, biggest effects of denial that I think if we can really you know, wrap our minds around this and be willing to accept that that is the case, that uh, maybe if we are willing to really look at ourselves and, and, and realize how maybe some of us have experienced this, then maybe we would be willing to say, this is something that I do need to address inside of my life. I do want to seek out denial in whatever ways I may have it inside of my lives in order to have the correct responses to the experiences that I'm having and to be able to feel emotions for their their true God-given uh, ability. And so um, I hope that, that that is beneficial for you. Uh, again, as always, with any of the things that we talk about, I would love to have further conversations with you about it and maybe even some of the other um, effects that denial has in our lives that it, that it keeps us from being able to grow inside of our program. The second part that I want to talk with you guys about today, as I already mentioned, is something that I think has quite a bit of controversy, if I might be able to say, um, with step one, and it is that admitting powerlessness. And I think what ends up happening whenever we talk about powerlessness, um, we want to go to this place of of probably what we've experienced in our hurts, habits, and hangups. Many of us um, generally show up to celebrate recovery or to a recovery program or to uh, some kind of avenue in order to deal with our, our issues um, because we feel like our lives are out of control and that if we can just um, maintain control, if we could just figure out how to grab a hold of our lives, then we would be able to solve our issues. And I'm not saying uh, that is, is it, I hope we can kind of unpack this a little bit because this is probably, in my opinion, one of the most difficult parts of, of this entire program is simply admitting powerlessness because it is such a um, kind of anti-societal way of thinking um, because I certainly grew up in an environment that that prompted me to do whatever it took in order to figure it out, right? I suck it up and get the job done. And in some cases, um, that is is beneficial, right? I I've I've used that 
that uh, character uh, that ha- was given to me in order to, you know, make some progress inside of my life. And I'm sure that most of us have probably um, met people, if not are people, who have used this type of mentality to really overcome um, or, or maybe not even overcome, but really have a lot of benefits in life that maybe have have proved to give us um, a lot of the things that we really desired in life, maybe through business or relationships or or things that are uh, like that in nature. And so when we come to this concept and step one is begging us to, to admit that we are powerless over our addictions and compulsive behaviors, um, then we might be receiving some friction and thinking, well, that doesn't really make sense. I, my life is out of control and I'm here to try to gain control. And uh, I... I remember for me personally, when I first began to understand this concept and grasp this concept, I was in a pretty heated argument with my drug counselor about this. And, and I, uh, because I was also one of those people that was really searching for how can I take control of my life? How can I be in control of the things that are going on inside of my life and to be able to move forward past this addiction that I'm experiencing? And really what came down to it for me, what I began to understand through the promptings of my drug counselor was that there is no, uh, I am not in control. There's no way for me to take control. I had never been in control and there's no opportunity for me to be in control because God is the one that is in control. So when I'm admitting that I'm powerless and I'm giving up control, what I'm really doing is that I'm admitting or I'm admitting that I'm not in control, but also I'm giving up the illusion that I ever was in control. And again, This is a difficult concept to understand because many of us have experienced maybe the effects of quote unquote, quote unquote, being in control of our lives. We've had results um, from taking control or, or being in the lead of some areas of our lives. We made a decision. We did uh, these these different um, we or we took these tools and and had these these different actions play out inside inside of our own lives and it brought about a result and we want to say that that means that we were in control and the way that I would really try to break this down and to try to understand it is that admitting that we're powerless and admitting that we aren't in control isn't saying that we don't have a role to play in our lives. It doesn't mean that we don't have free will. It doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility. It doesn't mean that we don't have an opportunity to um, actually take take charge, right? This what we're really trying to understand, what we're really trying to do in this process is learn how to manage life on life's terms rather than trying to control all people, places, and things. And if we really um, took an honest look at our lives, we would probably see in different scenarios, uh, mainly being with other people, trying to control an outcome as we work alongside another person. We, we 
experience a lot of friction when we try to control another person because either uh, uh, several things might happen, right? This person doesn't enjoy trying to be controlled by me, or maybe this person has a different experience, or this person has a different um, opinion about whatever the outcome is. And so we experience that, that, um, it, that friction with another person and we can see, well, I can't be in control because this person is not doing what I want them to do or what I expect them to do. And so on a foundational level, um, we cannot control people. Does that mean that through manipulation and through unhealthy circumstances or, or um, you know, verbal abuse that people might do things um, that we want them to do? Well, sure, we, we see that play out. We see things like that happening, but that does not mean that we are in control if we, you know, um, do something to somebody that manipulates them into doing what we want them to do. That's just a traumatic, unfortunate, abusive situation that happens in some instances. And, you know, we can look at it from another uh, point of view. I, I like what uh, Dylan had talked about at our meeting. He was talking about um, our refrigerators going out. Um, are we in control of that refrigerator and, and making sure that that refrigerator continues to operate to the best of its ability? We have no control over whether or not that refrigerator decides to uh, crap out, right? But, and, and this is why I think this is a good analogy, that doesn't mean that we don't have the ability to do regular maintenance on that refrigerator. It doesn't mean that we don't have the ability to um, take care of that refrigerator, make sure it's clean, make sure that we're doing everything in our power in order to make sure that that refrigerator is working appropriately, right? And so I hope, and again, it's difficult to try to explain this concept because it is paradoxical in nature. Um, Christ talks about this. If we want to uh, receive life, then we have to surrender our lives. If we want to have life to its fullest, then we need to lay it down to him. And this is that same concept is that understanding is that I can fight and do everything in my power to try to be in control of people, places, and things, but in inevitably, we will receive friction in all of those areas. doesn't mean that we won't have some wins and victories in some cases, but the reality is, is, is those are exceptions to the cause, right? And so when we're talking about giving up control, we're talking about admitting that we're powerless, um, we're also at the same time understanding that we have a responsibility to play, but we are not the ones that that causes the ultimate outcome from what is happening inside of our lives. And as we are willing to accept that and admit that and understand that and think about that for ourselves, I, I, I definitely encourage each and every one of you to search for what that means inside of your life because this is a personal experience that we have to go through to, to discover what this really means for each and every one of us. The hope is that we would be able to see that God is the one that provides the outcomes. God is the one that is enabling us to be able to um, have the blessings inside of our lives. It's God that is the one that allows us to work through our hurts, habits, and hangups. It's God that is the, that is the one that orchestrates all of these things behind the scenes, but that doesn't mean that we don't have a responsibility to do the things that he is calling us to do. We understand that God is the one in charge, but we have a role to play inside of the, this life. So 
All that being said, again, I cannot say enough that this is a very, uh, this is a conversation that is meant to go on um, for a long time to try to unpack and unravel and understand some more. And so I would invite you to reach out and ask, ask your questions um, and talk to people inside of your circles to try to understand what this means uh, for you and what this, this principle uh, means inside of this program. And so um, I would love to hear from you guys. If you guys are enjoying our podcast, I would love it if you hit like, hit subscribe, share it with another person. Just allow us to be able to get this tool into many people's hands. Uh, one more time, I apologize for the absence over the past couple of weeks. I'm excited to engage with you guys some more. I'm excited for our testimony next week. I'm excited to bring him on and have a great conversation and and uh, give you guys the opportunity to, to meet another uh, good friend of mine. And so I hope that you guys continue to uh, engage with this podcast. And until next time, keep on coming back. Thank you for listening to the CR Checkup Podcast. This podcast is meant to start conversations, not end them. So we encourage you to continue having conversations wherever you're at. And if you're enjoying this podcast, then please share it with someone else. You can also reach us by emailing recovery at palmvalley.org.